I'm Cam McKinney. Welcome to Head to Head Podcast, where basically I compare two athletes, and at the end of the episode, I tell you which one I think is better of them head to head. This is a special edition of the Head to Head Podcast, as I will be comparing a head coach to a quarterback. The first football centric episode of the podcast. This is all Patriots. The entire episode, Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady. The marriage has lasted for 18 years. They have five Super Bowls. They have done it all. And literally, when you say that, it sounds like you're talking about a marriage. You know, they have five kids. They've gone. No, this is a rare. This is Joe Montana and Bill Walsh. This is this is Terry Bradshaw and Chuck Knox. This is this is the best of the best. This is the best quarterback head coach duo we have ever seen in the history of football. They have won five Super Bowls and things don't look great right now, so now is the best time to see which one of them really matters most to this Patriots dynasty that thus far has lasted for 18 years. Let's start with the head coach of the Patriots, Bill Belichick, captain football himself, colonel of all things football. You know he's been a coach of football since 1975 in some capacity. His father was a head coach. He And Bill We Trust is a slogan that Patriots fans live by. But right now as we speak, are we starting to question that? Let's start from the very beginning. Bill Belichick has been here 18 years. 18 years. Before there was a Bill Belichick, there was no winning history with the Patriots. There was only the Bill Parcells in the 1985 when they lost to the historic Chicago Bears. Those were two Super Bowl appearances. They lost to the Bears, and then Bill Parcells coached them and lost to the Packers. And then a guy who... You know, doesn't talk normally. Bill Belichick comes in and wins five Super Bowls. Charismatic? No. To say the least, he's not charismatic. He's not Steve Kerr, something we're seeing in basketball. He's not very likable, and yet winning helps you become liked. We think of him as a genius. We haven't even seen him say ten words in a row, and yet we think he's a genius. That is a really weird place to be in life. Seriously, no one, he's never done a real heart-to-heart interview. I know he did the the NFL Network football life. That was nothing. He's very quiet. He's a football savant. He's a defensive master. But in his 18 years here, they have won five Super Bowls. And he's been to eight of them. He is a free-time Coach of the Year. He has also won two Super Bowls as defensive coordinator of the Giants. The New York Giants back when Bill Parcells was coaching them. And many people thought he was the genius mind behind that. So this guy has literally been called a genius since his early to late 20s in life. He has been called a football genius. His coaching record is 250 and 18 and 28 and 11 in the postseason. Folks, that's pretty darn good. Those numbers anyone would take. 
Anyone would take those numbers. But wait, there was a head coaching history before it was in Bill We Trust. He coached the Cleveland Browns to a not-so-great 36-44 and record, and thus the Cleveland Browns became the Baltimore Ravens that we know today. So he was not brought to Baltimore when they moved. They fired him. They made a postseason I think they made two postseasons and lost both games. But still, he he was still thought of like a genius. Then he became an assistant coach again. Then, in a weird move, he becomes the head coach of the New York Jets for about a quick minute that nobody remembers. He signed the dotted lines, and then he resigned to take the Patriots' job. And thus, history has, you know, he's won five Super Bowl titles. This is a guy that Tom Jackson once said the, has lost the Patriots locker room, and then that year he wins a Super Bowl. I don't, I personally don't believe anyone in sports to be a genius, but he might be the closest thing to it. He clearly knows the X's and O's, unlike most people that coach football. If we had to go down the list of top head coaches in the NFL right now, there's Bill Belichick and then there's a bunch of guys. Mike Tomlin, just a guy to me. Um, John Gruden, who's now back with the Raiders, he's just a guy who was a clown on TV for eight years and now he's back coaching. I mean, there's no really equal to Bill Belichick ever since he left. Has, has there really been a guy? There's not... I don't think the Eagles head coach that beat Bill Belichick is all that great. I never even thought Tom Coughlin, who beat him twice in Super Bowls, was all that great. So there is no equal on Bill Belichick's level. I don't, I know that there is no one quite like Bill Belichick. He, he, they don't lose with Bill Belichick. They haven't had a losing record since Brady became the quarterback. They've only missed the postseason twice. One year was the year after the first Super Bowl to the Rams, and then the other year when he was without Tom Brady, and it was Matt Castle who was his quarterback. And that team still won 11 of 16 games. Let that sink in. They still won 11 of 16 games without a Hall of Fame quarterback when, in fact, the Cleveland Browns last year lost all 16 games with the people they thought were their starting quarterbacks. This is how, there's something he has, you can't quite pinpoint it. Is he the defensive genius? We all think he is. I mean, since 2007, the Patriots have not been a defensive juggernaut, to say the least. But early on, the Patriots' Super Bowls were mostly based on their defense and a running game. And yeah, he kicked out Drew Bledsoe and brought in the new shiny toy that was Tom Brady and he was kind of, Tom Brady was what we think of Alex Smith was, a systematic quarterback. I would say things changed in 2007, and they really became more of equals, and that's maybe why we're having the problems we are having today. Bill Belichick is part of the Bill Parcells head coaching tree, and one of the disses against Bill Belichick is that the people who have been his assistant coaches have not gone off to have huge successes as head coaches themselves. Um, Examples include Romeo Cornell, who was really bad in Cleveland, although he had the last winning season in Brown's history when he went 9-7 and and missed the playoffs. Then he had Josh McDaniels, who we all know used Spygate when he went to the Broncos 
and tried to, you know, do what he was taught to do, and it didn't work out for him. And now Josh McDaniels was almost the head coach of the Colts, and then he backed out of that. So the coaching tree hasn't really done well for Bill Belichick. But I will say this. It's kind of a plus that none of his guys are as smart as him. It proves, like, Bill Parcells has a bunch of head coaches that have gone on to Hall of Fame careers. I don't think that necessarily shows how great Bill Parcells is. I think it shows how great the people around him were. Maybe Bill Belichick is doing more with way, way, way less. Bill Belichick is winning with a bunch. I don't think Matt Patricia is all that good as a defensive coordinator. And now he's head coach of the Lions. And who knows how that's going to end up. And Josh McDaniels maybe knows he's not going to be another great head coach. So he's staying here and waiting for the Patriots job to open up. Again, I don't think the whole coaching tree business is really all that important when you think about it for Bill Belichick. I don't think it really matters. Now, the things that I do look at Bill Belichick and say, what are you doing? Um, I blame him more for Deflategate than other people do. I think that was a whole nonsense. Again, I think Deflategate was nothing, but I don't I don't really like his response to the whole Deflategate thing. Oh, just ask Tom, blah, 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 blah. Mumble, mumble, mumble. Um, his reaction to Spygate was uh, less than stellar also. I don't really know what was going on there. I think... He is someone who likes to bend the rules because he knows he's smarter than you. We all know people who think that their smartness is going to outwit everyone, and they don't really think of it as breaking the rules. It's like Rain Man. When Rain Man went to go win the, the he went to go to the casinos and he won all that money. Was Rain Man really cheating, or was he just someone who was kind of smart enough to know how to bend the rules? Right? Tom Cruise's character knew that Dustin Hoffman's character could do that. They used a tool. Bill Belichick likes to bend the rules. I don't even think that's necessarily a terrible thing. Again, that is a great reference, people. Watch Rain Man. But back to this thing about uh, back to this thing about Bill Belichick. He is obviously someone who likes to bend the rules. Why do we have a problem with that? Clearly, it's working. There was the whole thing when they played the Baltimore Ravens and they had the play where they were they were on the field and the yeah. John Arbaugh thought it was an illegal play. I mean, come on. He he likes to bend the rules. Clearly, he likes to bend the rules. And another thing I don't like about Bill Belichick is when he is caught with things, he tends to, you know, hold grudges. I think Bill Belichick holds a ton of grudges. He also thinks he's the smartest person in the room, which is, it's annoying to be in the room with someone who thinks they're the smartest in the room. It's quite annoying. He keeps talking about how replay, they should replay every play, and blah, 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 blah. But also, the idea that he hasn't talked to Eric Mangini, who was the head coach of the Jets, since the whole... Spygate thing. I mean, come on, Bill. You cheated the game. You deserve to get caught. I mean, he doesn't seem... He never takes the blame for anything that's gone wrong. If you asked about his record in the in the history books, he would say it's clean as a chalkboard that's been washed off. That's not an analogy, but somehow I used it. Seriously, though, Bill Belichick likes to bend the rules, and we don't have a problem with that, although a lot of the country has a huge problem with that. So how much is it he's a genius, and how much of it is... I think part of the reason is he knows how to bend the rules well, and that's kind of part of being a genius. I mean, he really hasn't been caught to a point where it's cost the Patriots that much. I mean, after the whole Spygate thing, they went undefeated and lost. I know there are some blemishes on his record. Losing to Eli and Tom Coughlin twice isn't very good. It's not. It's not great. It's not ideal. But, yeah, I think Bill Belichick has quite a stellar... He's the best head coach in the history of football. Now let's look at the quarterback 
that is by far the greatest in NFL history, Tom Brady. Since Brady has come into the league, he is a five-time Super Bowl champ, but he has certainly come from humble beginnings to being a sixth-round draft pick to now being a five-time Super Bowl champ, four-time Super Bowl MVP. The only year he didn't win the MVP was when Dion Branch won the MVP. He is a three-time NFL MVP, a yeah, three-time NFL MVP, 196 career wins in the regular season. Again, look at how many quarterbacks the Browns have had since Brady came in the league, and he has stayed in the league. Pete, I think it go it gets overlooked that the fact is the consistency of the Patriots is that Tom Brady is playing every year. Yes, he is brilliant. Yes, he is the best. But they're they're overlooking the fact that he's just there. He's been given the chance and he stayed with Tom Brady all this time. Tom Brady has been the quarterback all this time. That's a huge advantage on these other teams. That's why this show is kind of fascinating in the fact. That these teams don't go on these runs because they don't stay with anyone. How many quarterbacks have the Jets had since Brady came in the league? How many quarterbacks have the Bills had? How many quarterbacks have the Dolphins had? Too many to even talk about on the show. Brady is 71-31 and 31 in the playoffs. 62.8 career completion percentage in the playoffs. 65 in the regular season. Again, he has thrown for 488 career touchdowns. But the beginning of Tom Brady and why we're having this discussion is why it's so fascinating. Because he started off as someone who nobody thought was going to hit big. And then all of a sudden, he won a Super Bowl. Then he won another Super Bowl. Then he won another Super Bowl. In the first three Super Bowls, he was not stellar. He was not great. He was not 40 touchdowns a year great. And then all of a sudden... I think it was the year I started to watch football was in 2007 when I saw Brady throw for over 50 touchdowns in a season. They went undefeated. He had Randy Moss. That was the height of the Brady powers. And yet why it was so good is because Brady and Belichick were on the same page. When a head coach and the star player are on the same page is when dynasties happen. Kobe and Phil Jackson were on the same page at one point, and they won five rings together in basketball. Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson were on the same page. Uh, You know, you have to be on the same page. Troy Aikman and all the coaches for the Cowboys during their dynasty. The star players have to be able to take criticism. But at the height of his fame, it seems like Tom Brady is not going to take the same amount of criticism and flack and put in the same amount of effort as he used to. And I don't necessarily think that that is a terrible thing. It is so obvious to me what is going on. Why we're talking about this now. Why it's so big in the media. Why it's Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Why Rob Gronkowski is in this whole thing. I have no idea because he doesn't deserve to be. But I actually do believe that Tom Brady deserves the right to be a little bit of a Madonna. He's won five rings. He's clearly the reason why. He is the reason why. I don't think. I know. I don't believe that the Patriots would have won a Super Bowl ever. With Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback of the team. I'm not the biggest Garoppolo fan. 
I was truly one that says, this guy's playing this well. He continues to play this well. He should be the quarterback. You can't take Brady's job away. This whole nonsense of Brady forcing Garoppolo out. I mean, I think of this as like, Tom Brady is the Derek Jeter of football. Derek Jeter was so good at shortstop, and every year they were like, when is Derek Jeter going to stop being shortstop? When is Derek Jeter going to stop being a shortstop? When are they going to move positions? When is Derek Jeter going to stop being shortstop? And the difference is in football, if if Tom Brady stopped being the quarterback, he wouldn't be on the field. I mean, Derek Jeter could have been moved to other positions. But my point is that these two people have been so stellar in their sports, and they've been so talked about year after year after year about where the end is. Too much about sports is obsessing when the run is over. Has Tom Brady gotten too big? Probably. Have we made Tom Brady too big? That's another thing. We've turned him into this. But he's also turned into this himself. The stats don't lie. Since 2007, he has become the best quarterback ever. Before that, he wasn't. Before 2007, he wasn't on this path to becoming the celebrity that he's become. But the stats came in. The model, girlfriend, and now wife came into the picture. He has become bigger than the Patriots. He is more well-known than any Patriot. It's not even close. He is the face of the franchise. When he says something, they look at the Patriots and they go, what do you think about what Tom Brady just said? That doesn't happen with any other team, with any other player on this team. It just doesn't. He is held by a higher standard, and he has done. So, he has gone to OTAs, which are, yeah, OTA practices for his entire career. Now, all of a sudden, he's not, and now we're talking about problems and rifts. Now, Bill Belichick has caused some of these rifts and concerns by, one, not starting Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl and not playing him at all, but also he he doesn't say part of this issue is that he doesn't give Brady the credit that I actually think he deserves. People look at this Brady-Belichick thing as like a father-son type relationship. It's obviously not. Bill Belichick doesn't say enough nice things about Tom Brady. I don't think he gives him the credit. I think he wants to be the genius. I think Bill Belichick believes he can win a Super Bowl with me as the quarterback. And he's not going to give Brady his just due and the credit that I believe he deserves. And I have a problem with that. I think Bill Belichick thinks he's the genius behind the machine, and Brady is just a robot doing his thing. He's not. He is a stellar quarterback. 488 touchdowns to 160 picks. All of you listening to this watch a lot of football and a lot of bad quarterbacks throw a lot of picks, but somehow this guy doesn't throw even near the amount of picks that these other dum-dums throw in this league. Bill Belichick has the esteem. He's been called the young genius. I feel like they're they're at different stages. Bill Belichick has been called a genius his entire football career. And Brady hasn't been known as a football commodity until later on in his career. So they're at... They're at a debate about who deserves the credit. Too much of this is who deserves the credit. There doesn't seem to be this we're a team thing. It feels like one or the other at this point. Brady doesn't want to go to OTAs. Brady wants his own trainer. Again, the whole thing with the trainer, um, I feel like he should. He deserves to have his trainer be it. I, I think he deserves to have whoever he wants to train him. Just train him. He he's, Clearly, he's doing something that the Patriots aren't responsible for. The reason why Brady is so good over the age of 40, I don't give a lot of credit to the Patriots. Clearly, Brady is doing his own thing, and 
is dominating the sport. He just won an MVP. He just won an MVP. A lot of the problem is he just won the MVP. He's coming off a Super Bowl, which he threw for 500 yards. 500 yards. And a bunch of people are like, it doesn't matter about the yards. It matters about the end zone. He threw for 500 yards. And a lot of people say he only completed 58% of his passes. He threw for 500 yards. Those are video game numbers. It's embarrassing to the organization that your defense couldn't hold a team when your quarterback is throwing for 500 yards. That's not a small number. People who watch football know that's a gigantic number of yards for one man to be throwing. 500 yards. That's how much he threw in the biggest game of the year. And yeah, he looked awful to start the game, but then he got red hot and they should have won that game on his back. And and let's talk about the other two losses that he played great in. Wes Welker cost him a Super Bowl by dropping the ball, and the Patriots' defense cost him the 2007 Super Bowl when Asante Samuel couldn't hold a pick, and Rodney Harrison let the the infamous catch happen because he I don't know that was bad, but I mean. He hasn't cost them a Super Bowl, and one could argue that the defense had... One of my biggest issues with Bill Belichick is he's he was known as a defensive genius. His thing is defense. He is a defensive-minded coach. That has been his thing. He's not an offensive mind. Since 2007, there have been years when the defense have been absolutely god Awful, unwatchable at times. And then there have been years where the Patriots didn't give Brady the proper weapons. 2006 is embarrassing the number of wide receivers he had. When was the last time Brady had a consistent wide receiver who could score 10 touchdowns? Not Gronk because he's not a wide receiver, he's a tight end. They got really lucky with the tight ends. That really worked for their benefits. But wide receivers, they haven't had a great one since Moss. They've had really good ones in Julian Edelman. I like Chris Hogan. I think he's a little bit overrated by Patriots fans currently. But, I mean, what is going on with the defense? His thing is defense. He was a defensive coordinator. Did you watch the 30 for 30 Bill vs. Bill where Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells talked about how Bill Belichick was the, the defensive genius? He's a defensive genius. Last year's Patriots defense, people, was awful. He doesn't get enough blame when the defensive side... I think of it as this. The defensive side is on Bill Belichick. The offensive side is on Tom Brady. It seems like over the last 12 years, Tom Brady has hold has held his side of the bargain. And some years Bill Belichick has, and some years he hasn't. I'm not going to blame Matt Patricia for the terrible defense. I'm going to blame the guy that we have called a defensive genius in Bill Belichick. I think what has really happened here is in the early years, it was all Bill Belichick. And in the later years, it has all been Tom Brady. And now we are having the ultimate debate of who deserves the all the credit for the five Super Bowls. Who deserves the credit? I think Bill Belichick deserves most of the credit for those three Super Bowls, and Tom Brady deserves most of the credit 
but with the final two Super Bowls. But now it seems like we're fighting for the whole thing. It seems like it's all or nothing. It seems, and the interesting thing is it seems like Robert Kraft is on the side of Tom Brady. Like he has a personal relationship with Brady that he doesn't have with Bill. If you watch that 30 for 30, it seems like Robert Kraft thinks of Bill Belichick is just another Bill Parcells guy who's going to walk out on him eventually. But he sees Brady as the son that he has. <laughs> but still, he thinks of Brady as another son. He thinks of Brady as like a business partner. He thinks of Brady as the person that the fans like more. He's choosing the guy that we all like more over his head coach who might be a football genius. Who might be a football genius. There's a trend happening in sports that I want to talk about on this specific podcast. This idea that everyone likes each other is getting ridiculous. When Kevin Durant leaves Oklahoma City, we say, oh, him and Russell Westbrook were best friends. Best friends? Just because they, they, we think of it as they're playing a game together, so they must be tight. Just because you're teammates, and just because you're a coach and you're a player, does not mean you have a close relationship. I don't think the relationship of Brady and Belichick is close at all. Bill Belichick thinks of Brady as an employee, not a partner. Not a partner at all. Kevin Durant thought of Russell Westbrook as a teammate. This trend of us thinking that everyone's close is pretty ridiculous at its core. The idea that, oh, it's a sport, sporting events. We think of him as when we played Little League and we were friends with everyone. Athletes are not friends. Millionaires are not that close to other millionaires. It's a competition to get, to get the credit, to get the fame. Brady wants the credit. Brady wants the fame. Belichick might say he doesn't care about the media. He might make jokes about he doesn't know what Facebook is. He might make jokes that he doesn't know what Twitter is. He wants the fame. Bill Belichick hasn't not been called a genius since 1975. We've been calling him a genius. You don't think that's addicting to be called a genius? If we all of a sudden said, Bill Belichick, you're dumb, that would eat him alive. This idea. If all of a sudden we didn't give Brady the greatest quarterback ever mantra, it would eat him alive. They're massive egos that we've created, and now we've created monsters in both of them. They're not friends. He's not a father figure. Yes, he gave him the ultimate chance, and he took it. Early on, they probably had a closer relationship, but when you start to go star hunting like Brady has, Brady and his Gonna play till he's 45. The TB12, the nonsense on TV, the Michael Strahan partnerships, the Jim Gray weird interviews on radio. They're both fame hunting, but they don't want you to think that they're fame hunting. Bill, Bill Belichick doesn't want you to think that he cares about your opinions, but he does care. But he hasn't lived in a world where he hasn't been a genius since 1975. If you haven't been called dumb in so long, then you're going to think you're not dumb. He can make no wrong moves. The Malcolm Butler thing would be a huge red flag if Bill Belichick was in year four of the Patriots, but because he's in year 18 and because he's won five Super Bowls before that, we can look at that and go, wow, that's just a blimp on the radar. But if he, if that was Mike Tomlin who made a move like that, he would be fired. But because he's built up the esteem, he's been a genius, they can't win without him, he's the GM, he's 
you know, we're going to give him all the credit. The drafting decisions, he's been abysmal in the draft for how long now? Trade back, trade back. I, I, uh, the last great draft pick is Garoppolo, really. And back to Brady. I think we're angry about this idea that he's going to be able to be this elite into his 40s. I think people get angry at that. Oh, come on. You've been good for this long. Just stop. They think that they, he should just stop. I, I find that kind of annoying. I kind of side with Brady on the whole when people get mad that he's good into his 40s. And people go on TV and make these predictions. This is the year he's going to fall off. And then he doesn't. And then they get mad because they look wrong. I think there's a... There's a, there's a there's a bit of a resentment towards Brady. There's a bit of um, I think around the league they don't love him. I think there's a, you know, of course he's he's cocky. He's you know he's become he screams all the time now. He's a very different Brady from the beginning. But most for the most part, Patriots fans have turned Brady into this. Brady can do no wrong. Brady breaks every record. I mean, look at the numbers: seventy-one and thirty-one in the playoffs. Those numbers are insane. 71 and 31 in the playoffs. He, we basically, he's been Peyton Manning in our eyes. There's no more of the Manning Brady debate. There's no one on his level anymore. He is it. There's no quarter. Aaron Rodgers isn't on that level. He's got one Super Bowl. Um, ben Roethlisberger isn't on that level. He doesn't put up the stats. Russell Wilson isn't on that level because Russell Wilson wasn't even near that level. There's no one near his level anymore when it comes to the quarterback position. Carson Wentz, people who say that Carson Wentz was going to win the MVP if he stayed healthy, I find that a bit. I find that a bit ridiculous. I think Brady was going to win the MVP no matter what. I'm, the numbers he's putting up at forty, I'm going to give him the MVP. I'm going to give him the MVP. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, the whole Brady. He's turning into something. He's turning into a celebrity. He's been a celebrity. He's just eating the celebrity now. He's he's off in other countries doing weird things, selling business ventures. I don't know. There's a jealousy factor to all of this why people don't like Brady or why New England is pretty much the only place that likes Tom Brady. But I think in other parts of the country, I think more people like Tom Brady than they like Bill Belichick. Because there have been instances of Tom Brady being humble. But Bill Belichick has that thing with the media where he does these insane press conferences and he mumbles and he's rude and he does the whole Greg Popovich thing where you're rude to the media. They both created this style of, I'm a genius, why would you ask me that stupid question? Um, on to on to Cincinnati, like that was that was one of the more ridiculous moments. Again, not knowing what Facebook was when he clearly knows what Facebook is. Um, there's this whole side of Bill Belichick. He doesn't laugh. He doesn't smile. The Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich method of like, if I mean, then they won't know what I'm doing. I think there's this whole idea where he all thinks it's all football all the time. That's kind of obnoxious. I don't think people like that. I think he thinks it's part of the game. I'm not going to reveal what's going on inside. So that way when I win, I get all the credit. I get all the... Yeah, I don't... This whole this is a whole thing where, like, it's no longer fun to be a Patriot. I kind of buy into that because the whole... I don't know. It doesn't look... It doesn't look very fun to be a New England Patriot. Where that guy's just mumbling at you. And it... I, I, again, I've never been a Patriot. But really... Every guy is now leaving and saying, Danny Amendola is talking out, Malcolm Butler, clearly that was nonsense. 
the last few years. He's just kind of, it's kind of getting old. I think when you do that, it's kind of getting old. And we live in this world where our athletes are treated like celebrities. And it's tough to have Mumble McGee over there yelling at you and acting like football is everything. When football's not everything. It's not to Tom Brady. He has family, as other businesses. It's tough to be motivated when you're that rich. I really believe that's a true thing. I think OTAs, Brady doesn't look at that as like a must thing anymore. And he's probably annoyed about what happened in the Super Bowl. He's annoyed about what's going on with the trader. He's annoyed with everything that has to do with that franchise, except for Robert. I think Robert Kraft is the only thing keeping Brady from being like, um, I want out of here. I think that's the only thing keeping Brady from going. I really believe that Brady is the most important thing to the Patriots. And I'm going to tell you why Tom Brady wins this edition of head-to-head against Bill Belichick. And there's a huge reason. He has never once, never once been the highest paid quarterback. Currently, he is the 13th highest paid quarterback. That is bonkers. We live in a world where you have one good season and people demand to be a hundred millionaires. They demand guaranteed contracts. Kirk Cousins went to the bank. He went to the bank this past season because he wanted to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. That's all these guys want. These, these, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, the next big contract is going to be the next big contract. You know what I mean? The next highest paid is going the next paid is going to be the next highest paid. They're all chasing that. Drew Brees was chasing that. Tom Brady never chased that. He went like the Tim Duncan route of I'm going to take less so we can build this team around me. And when you're unselfish for so long, it's really hard for me to be like, okay, I'm mad at you because now you're being a little selfish. It feels like that's what the media is doing with Tom Brady. He's been so unselfish for so long that we've taken for granted how rare that is that an athlete doesn't care about being the highest paid. Now you can say, oh, he doesn't want to be the highest paid because his wife is a model. Or, oh, his business ventures. Cam, that's ridiculous. He's making money left and right. Maybe that is, but there's something to the esteem of I'm Tom Brady and I'm the highest paid quarterback in the league. That's something that most people want. And for some reason, this guy has never won. Before there was even a Giselle in the picture, he could have been like, I want to be the highest paid quarterback in this league. When he had three Super Bowl titles, you don't think he had the ultimate leverage to be, give me my money. And give it to me now. He could be doing that at any season, at any moment, whenever he wants. And I wouldn't be mad with him. Kobe Bryant took $30 million from the Lakers each of his last two seasons when he was a way less player. Tom Brady is still at the height of his power in the game. He is still at the height of his playing abilities. He is still putting up ridiculous numbers. He is coming off a season where he just had 500 passing yards in the Super Bowl. If he went to Robert Kraft and said, give me $30 million guaranteed right now, I wouldn't think that was that ridiculous. And I don't think anyone would. How could you? He has taken pay cuts after pay cuts after I'll take my money later nonsense. 
he has been the reason why the Patriots are able to bring in people like Daryl Revis and win a Super Bowl. He's the reason they're able to keep people like Rob Gronkowski. He's the reason they're able to build a franchise. The, the Colts are in the ultimate bad situation because Andrew Luck is taking up the majority of their money as a quarterback. Tom Brady has never taken up the majority of the Patriots' money Ever in his entire career has he taken up the amount of money that Russell Wilson is taking up. Aaron Rodgers is about to take up a huge sum of money. Kirk Cousins is taking up a huge sum of their money. Tom Brady has never taken a huge amount of Patriots money because he does care about winning. No matter what you have to say, the worst thing about Tom Brady is he cares way too much about winning, probably, in most people's eyes. They would want the money. We all want the money. I want the money. You would want the money. Bill Belichick wants the money. (laughs) I think Tom Brady cares about winning more than Bill Belichick cares about winning. Bill Belichick cares about being right. I think Tom Brady cares about winning way more than I think Bill Belichick cares about winning. I do. At this point in their careers, I think Bill Belichick doesn't care about winning. He cares about doing it his way and being right. The Malcolm Butler thing in his eyes was right. In my eyes, it was terribly wrong. Tom Brady just cares about winning the big game in the big moments against Atlanta. That was insane. That that's one of the best performances and it's not maybe not even his best. Seattle in the fourth quarter. The last two Super Bowls have been all Brady all the time the last two Super Bowl victories. And during those wins, after those wins, he still wasn't the highest paid quarterback in the league. How can anyone look at that and be like, oh, that guy, oh, that T-. I know people roll their eyes when they see the TB12 method. I know he's kind of annoying. I'm not the biggest Brady fan, but there's something to say that he hasn't been the highest paid player in the NFL. He could be the highest paid player in his profession, and for some reason, he chooses not to. And I believe that reason to be because he cares about those Super Bowls. He wanted to pass Joe Montana. He definitely wanted to do that. I think he desperately wants number six. And I think there is a really good chance he's going to get Number six. In conclusion, I think Tom Brady wins this edition of head-to-head against Bill Belichick. I just think he sacrificed more than Bill Belichick has had to sacrifice. It's interesting. It's interesting in sports that now we're seeing more of these coaches and star players battle. Kawhi Leonard and Greg Popovich, now Brady and Belichick. You're seeing it across all sports now. The egos of the athlete versus the ego of the guy who's the mastermind behind it all. But to me, Tom Brady is the ultimate winner. And Bill Belichick has made some... I think Bill Belichick has made worse decisions than Tom Brady has made. Tom Brady, to me... Again, finally, I think he cares more about winning than Bill Belichick does. That's just my overall take. That Bill Belichick, again, the thing about Belichick that doesn't get played enough is he has been called a genius his entire adult 
life. I'm not blaming Bill Belichick. I think we've created Bill Belichick. I also think we've created the celebrity of Brady. But I also think, all things considered, Brady has handled fame pretty well. I don't think Bill Belichick has handled being called a genius well. He mumbles in press conferences. He says ridiculous things like on to Cincinnati. His act is growing old. I am more tired of Bill Belichick's act than I am of Tom Brady's. Because to me, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. But I sure think that a coach could win a Super Bowl with... Tom Brady, who's not named Bill Belichick. This has been this edition of Head to Head. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe, review, and rate. Thanks for listening. You can check this out on iTunes each and every week.